0: Today, we are speaking with Noah Kamrat. Hey, Noah, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on the show. Noah is the co-founder and CEO of SignalMash. It's a platform company that seamlessly incorporates programmatic voice and messaging into any workflow or app. And certainly that area of voice is a very hot topic in technology today. So we're excited to go into more depth with Noah on that topic in a second. But before we get there, Noah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career.
1: Sure. Um, So, you know, I've had the privilege of really being center stage in the digital communication revolution. I started my career right after I graduated from the University of Oregon in 1994 with Verizon. Um, they were actually called MCI at the time. And I worked in the corporate world, primarily in sales and sales management for five years or so. And I learned a lot, but ultimately got frustrated with the politics and bureaucracy and being told no all the time, really. And so, <laughs> you know, I come from a line of entrepreneurs. Um, my father is an entrepreneur. And so really at age 26 or 27, I started my own company and I never looked back.
0: Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, I I love entrepreneurial stories and, you know, Noah, like you, I started in big companies and found my way into the entrepreneurial world. So, you know, we'll probably say welcome to one another. I think we both made it here. But tell me about uh, what you and the team are working on at Signal Mesh.
1: Sure. So, you know, I'm excited about working on a number of, of things, but mostly I'm excited about building a purpose-driven business. And so to me, that means like transforming the way we engage and communicate with each other and really redefining the definition of success so that it includes not just the balance sheet, but also making a difference in the communities that we live and interact with. So that's why we set Single Mash up as a benefit company. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. And so I I don't know if everyone out there is familiar with benefit company, but I mean, definitely give us a little bit of an overview. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, in a market based economy, the bottom line is obviously important. We can't do anything unless we make money. But we also believe that we have an obligation to make the world a better place. And where we can make an impact is supporting small and medium sized businesses, which are really the beating heart of our economy, I believe. And also, we are looking to support organizations either directly or indirectly that are committed to bridging the digital divide, because if you don't have internet access or computer, you can't participate in our economy. And, you know, I don't think that's okay.
0: Yeah. No, I I love the uh, the area of purpose driven businesses. In fact, I was speaking with uh, the founders of the Purpose Institute recently. And uh, certainly I would say that whilst people were talking about purpose with businesses, maybe as long as a decade ago, over the last couple of years, it's it's incredible to see how employees, as well as I would say the business landscape has embraced the thinking and how I would say it has become critical for business today.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, yeah. I think the paradigm of just looking at the balance sheet is not working for you know anybody or certainly most people
0: but tell me a little bit about the signal mash technology and and the solution that you guys are delivering
1: sure so you know today in this sort of digital marketing economy that we have the way that companies market themselves is primarily through digital advertising Um, and the reality is, is that not everybody can pay $200 a click to Google to advertise. And so we understand that traditional forms of communication, like using the phone and text messaging are critically important to most businesses. And mm-hmm. um, we, we believe that it's not only important to businesses, but important Really, for our economy important for our democracy to make sure that small businesses have the ability to do their business. And mm-hmm. um, you know, in my industry, for example, um, companies have raised hundreds of millions of dollars and and have earmarked millions of dollars in ad spend. And that is not something that is attainable for the vast majority of businesses. So we we think of you know, voice communications and, you know, video and text messaging as being kind of core, core requirements. Um, and part of it is that they're, it's, it's, they're part of the public telephone network still, you know? Mm-hmm. And so these products are affordable by definition.
0: So, What exactly, if you could just give me a, what exactly is programmatic voice and messaging?
1: Great question. So software, um, anytime you have software that needs to communicate with other software, which is basically mm-hmm. everything, and it needs to make a phone call or send a message, there is a, a concept which is called an API, which stands for Application Programmable Interface, mm-hmm. which basically provides the interconnectivity between different platforms. And so if you're a software developer and you need to be able to make phone calls or send text messages, you know, think, you know, ride sharing, think two-factor authorization and one-time passcode, um, think track, keeping track of packages that are tracking or Mm -hmm. deliveries or appointments or any of that, um, then you need to be able to um, act you know send a phone call or send a text message to somebody to, to the, mm-hmm. the bottom line is that text messaging is still by far the most effective way to get someone's attention um, right. at, if you need if, if, if it's urgent and you want to make sure someone gets the message you need to send them a text message um, The challenge is that with all the spam that we have in the world and the amount of noise coming in to your cell phone, um, both in as a voice call and as messaging, people are not necessarily always paying attention. And so we have this sort of dual set of issues, which is one is we want to make sure that the telephone is a viable communication tool for people. But we also want to make sure that it's not being used unlawfully or for spam or you know, worse fraud. And so our technology is very much about making sure that only um, good actors are using our platform, making sure that um, when people receive messages and phone calls on our platform, they've, they're have they expecting to get those calls. They've given permission to get those calls. And really... Restoring- so, so would
0: this be like if I'm, you know, how DoorDash uses kind of like if as my Chipotle is inevitably... Late, uh you know, telling me that it's, it, you know, it's gonna be late. Those absolutely. like, all, okay, absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, well, you're doing
0: a good job. They're always friendly and nice, and that's great. <laughs> yes,
1: and 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 i not to suggest that DoorDash is a like customer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: no, um, I understand. Yes, no, I understand, and I I can imagine, you know, the the discussion around voice has been such a Such a hot topic and it's kind of, you're kind of working on two ends of the spectrum here, I feel, which is voice itself is something that's getting almost reinvented uh, as we speak. Every minute it seems to get more sophisticated in what we can be doing. Text messaging though, is probably the most underutilized channel of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, uh, you know, you're talking to a guy who, Worked with uh, clients like McDonald's on text messaging back in the, you know, the, the late 90s and uh, found, you know, found incredible results back then. And I've always been shocked that more yeah. companies don't do you know, a hundredfold more with text messaging. So, I mean, I, I'd love to kind of ask you about that. I mean, sure. you know, there's a lot of focus on the voice space, certainly. Um, with new applications coming out and people trying to incorporate the use of more kind of senses, I suppose. But at the same time, you know, where are we with voice? And then conversely, why hasn't text, why isn't text used by everybody? (laughs) Um, So...
1: So let me let me uh, attack that, that question in two different stages. So um, yeah, I think I think the the biggest change that we've seen in voice communications is an attempt for the government and the large telephone companies to provide some kind of re- regulatory framework. Such that um, it's not just complete spam all the time, that you're not right you know getting you know you know we we're, we don't want to keep getting another auto warranty you know message um, or voice automatic you know automatic robo dial voice call, right? So the industry is trying to stop that kind of activities on the voice network because the result is is that people aren't picking up the phone anymore, even though right. most people would rather have a phone conversation to their, you know, vendor or to their customer or whatever, you know? Yeah. But like lots of regulations, sometimes there are unintended consequences. And so what's happening right now is that a lot of calls being made are being incorrectly identified as spam and companies that have legitimate reasons to call customers and have permission to call customers or employees or stakeholders, or even mom and dad sometimes are showing up as being, you know, spam when they shouldn't be. Um, right. so, so this is a huge problem. And, um, you know, we have, um, you know, solutions in order to be able to kind of bridge the know your customer, um, right. process, but also making sure that these, um, you know, voice, continues or becomes again, a reliable um, way to communicate with um, your stakeholders for the business. Um, yeah, And I think, um, I think messaging, um, I think, you know, it, it is used by a lot of companies. It's not yeah. used as, as much as it could be used. A lot of it, I think has to do with, um, you know, everybody wants to have real estate on the phone, right? So there's a lot of in-app, stuff going on and I think that's yeah. great and push notifications are great but the problem with that is that if it, it's an urgent message and timely message um, the consumer has to have all the right settings on their phone set up in order to make sure that they get that push notification and right. so I think um, companies would do would be better served by having a secondary kind of backup text to the most important kinds of communication rather than think of it being a either or, I'm going to have an app that has a push notification that tells you something important, or I'm going to send you a text, it's probably an and. They probably need to have both um, in order to to make sure that important messages are getting delivered properly to to people. Um, Also, um, there's some technology challenges. So, um, companies that are doing tech support, customer service, there are businesses out there that are allowing consumers to contact them through text messaging and i think most consumers have had a very good experience i remember when i um i think it's ge capital um but i was uh, going to buy out um my car i had on lease and i called them up it was right in the middle of covid and it was like you know there you're 45 minute one hour wait time but if you want to you know get service quicker you can send us a text and i sent a text, and I was able to complete my my whole buyout information along with an encrypted um, window to send my personal information to GE Capital. Never had to talk to somebody, and I was able to do that while multitasking, checking my email, you know, in between um, pauses when the agent was, you know, trying to look up information or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, so. Well, I'm
0: I'm excited about both of the areas. Uh, I certainly I love the fact that you're offering voice in a way that is essentially more regulated, transparent, and your technology offers the uh, kind of an ethical way of managing that, which is brilliant. Um, but I, I also just feel like I don't think my my viewpoints will change on that one. Yeah. I uh, you know I I think of uh, you know. There were guys like Bon and Bao talking about text me like seven, eight years ago, you know, and and we're all still trying to do more of it, which is which is great. But tell me a little bit about the last couple of years. It's been a it's been a challenging moment for for folks, obviously, um, and on a personal level, it's been challenging. But also on a business level, it's presented challenges and opportunities. And I'd just be curious to hear how Signal MASH has worked through the last couple of years of this pandemic.
1: You know, I think we, um, and, and I would say a lot of tech companies, um, we kind of well-positioned to kind of reinvent ourselves in this sort of new work-from-home paradigm that we have. And um, I think the tools that we were already using um, have now become sort of standard um, with, you know, all kinds of businesses. So, you know, we've been we've been working virtual for way before COVID. I mean, we've got technically we have an office, um, but but the reality is that m- most of us are working out of our homes, and and we've been, you know, very successful doing that. And so, really, I think what COVID's done is it's just kind of caught the, much of the rest of the world up up to us. Now, that doesn't mean that there are certain industries that it's just not viable for them to be working from home, you know, you -hmm. know, restaurants and, you know, lots of industries. So, you know, I'm cognizant that, you know, we don't necessarily represent even most of business, most of business has been hurt terribly by, by the pandemic. And so, but, um, you know, it's been, it has, we haven't had to have, we haven't had the same challenges that a lot of businesses have had because of the nature of what we do that being said um you know we are um you know so we're a benefit company as i talked about earlier yeah. and and one of the things that we're very interested in is bridging the per, bridging bridging the digital divide um and i think covid has really kind of brought out some of those inequities so if you're um you know you know if you don't have access to the internet and you don't have a computer you are already in a pretty bad situation. But, you know, since pandemic, it's gotten that much worse. And so really to participate in society, um, you need to have, you know, access to the internet. Um, And so we are, we have an initiative right now where we're, um, you know, going to be supporting organizations, both directly and indirectly, that are Helping to bridge the digital divide, and I think um, so on a business level. I think you know because we've been able to navigate this, um, these challenging times so well. I feel it. It makes it even that much more critical for us to think about people who are being left out and how yeah it can be to make a difference. So I, I,
0: it's a really good point you're making, Noah. I I felt like um, a lot of the parents that you know, were sending their kids to private schools in New York City, perhaps had no sense of the challenges of of what it was like to, you know, live in the Bronx or, you know, certain areas in Brooklyn and and not have internet access or have really limited access. And then yeah. you take that and think about it about it from a national perspective. Uh, and it just gets, it just gets exponentially worse. Um, and it's 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 one of the things that we certainly have to face in society uh, today. it's 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 wonderful to always talk about the leading bleeding edge of five g, but uh, you know, man, uh, I think where my parents live up in Vermont, they'd be happy to still have you know one g. <laughs>
1: so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's and that's what we need to do. We, we need we need to get we need to get infrastructure built out to those areas. You know, there's a big problem in rural America uh, with having access to technology, and then because of the way cities are built, you know, there's a big problem in high density urban areas with getting good broadband. Also, Um, not to mention the 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 computers that people need in order to have access. Um, You know, um, a lot of people have phones, but you know, having a um, child have to do their homework on their iPhone is is not is not what we should be doing right no and, absolutely and, and, too no. Ma- and too many um too many kids are, are doing just that you know yeah
0: absolutely well listen so let's talk about uh the year ahead you know we're now living in 2022 we're living in the future noah what does this year hold for signal mash and the team and uh, some of the trends that you see on the horizon
1: well, so, so SignalMash as a platform was actually released this, this year. So SignalMash is a, a new company yep. owned by IPLink Technologies Group, which owns also IPLink Telecom, which is the other company that uh, I'm co-founder and CEO of. And we bring many, many years of telecommunications experience to the software concept of CPaaS, communication platform as a service. Um, so I think we're a little bit unique in our background, um, but that being said, um, it's all about growing SignalMesh and bringing on new customers, bringing on new projects and, you know, really, you know, looking for, I mean, looking for the next Uber. I mean, Uber was, um, you know, our, our biggest competitor is a company called Twilio. Um, mm-hmm. They are, they are the, the big elephant in the room and Twilio and through Uber, um kind of built that whole ride sharing kind of model. Um, mm. And, but, but, you know, before that, before they got together, they were, it was just an idea, you know? Right. And there are lots of ideas that have not been executed on yet. So we're, we're talking every day to entrepreneurs, to so- software companies, and, and really everything is software now. If yeah. You know, it's just the world is basically software. And so, you know, doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, so we're talking to entrepreneurs all the time about incredible ideas and we're excited to be engaging with them on their projects. And these projects will, you know, come into fruition this year and next year. And we, we're also going to be doing, a um, our first, um, series, a financing round, um, this year. Um, we've been, we've been, um, IP Link has been basically funding Signal Mesh as a project. We've been a company since 2009. Um, so we were in a position that we can kind of be the seed round for Signal Mash. But in order to really scale it, we're, we're going to need to go out and get, you know, raise capital from, from the financial community. And so that's also going to be happening um, this year as well. And, uh, you know, we're going to be hiring more developers, um, adding new features, building out our platform in scale. And uh, we're, we're really excited about it. And we're going to, yeah. and, and right now a percentage of every, every um, dollar that gets spent on Signal mash goes to help climate fight, fight, you know, fighting climate change, um, carbon sequestering, really super cool projects. We're going to start feathering in some of the digital divide stuff. So we're creating a model that when you spend money with us, part of the money that you spend, um is going to go support really cool causes. Um, Great.
0: Great. Well, I mean, for all of those entrepreneurs that have the the next unicorn that right. need the signal mash technology, uh, Noah, where where can they find you?
1: Well, obviously the best place is to go to um com. And uh, you know, all our contact information is there. Feel free to look me up on my LinkedIn um, profile and send me a message and an invite if you um, would like to have a conversation. We're excited about the creative process. I'm a musician, and I, I have come to realize that being a, in business is not all that dissimilar from music because in music, you, you know, Good music, music that I like, has um, improvisation, creativity, and structure, right? Yeah. And I think to be successful in business today, you need to have improvisation, creativity, and structure. So um, they're very they're they're more similar than people realize. I think um, it's it, you know, there's an art to business, and I think that's kind of where we find our joy in in what we do.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we've been speaking with Noah Kamrad. He's the co-founder and CEO of SignalMash, which is a platform that seamlessly incorporates programmatic voice and messaging into any workflow or app. They're really looking at 2022 as being a year where they're going to be rolling out with various entrepreneurs. So all those people that are developing new concepts, the next Ubers out there, Uh, give Noah a shout. Uh, And Noah, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today.
1: Yeah. And thank you for the invite. It was great. It was a great conversation.
0: We look forward to having you back. Cheers.
1: Cheers.